Journey to Organization, episode 98, Lily Aronin. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagam Beyond Personal Organization. And today I want to share with you the interview that I did with Lily Aronin, where Lily actually interviewed me. Now, if you don't know who Lily is, she's worth getting to know. She is a health coach here in Israel, and she um, helps people live their best healthy and balanced lives. She studied at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where she studied several dietary theories and practical lifestyle coaching methods. Drawing on her knowledge of coaching and nutrition, she helps people create personalized roadmaps to health. They are tailor-made for individual bodies, lifestyles, preferences, and goals. She herself has transformed her body in the last few years, uh, making herself the her best self yet, and she loves to help people make lifestyle changes that produce real and long-lasting results. Now, she believes that what we consume and how we choose to live our lives affects our hormones, brain chemistry, relationships, and emotions. She thinks that everyone deserves to enjoy a good treat, but that you should make them nutritious and delicious and not deprive yourself. She thinks that everybody has their own bio-individualized needs and should make these program goals for themselves so that you can achieve your optimal wellness. Now, Lily and I had a great conversation and I want to share it with you without further ado. I'm just going to say she gives great tips on how to deal with food for Pesach, so listen to those. And please let me know what you think of this interview. I'm dying to know what you think, what you picked up from it. Going forward over the next few weeks, uh, we'll, we will be talk, continuing to talk about Pesach and getting ready for Pesach. I actually got a phone call from a listener and she said to me that she has been listening to me since the very beginning and she really loves me. And she said to me that she can't even believe how less stressed she is about getting ready for Pesach and how easy it is for her now to to even just clean her house or do anything. So decluttering, um, getting ready in advance and pacing yourself are going to be these things that really help you get ready for Pesach. We're about... 25 days out now from Pesach, and it's a good idea to just start pacing yourself slowly, slowly, slowly. Declutter what you can. I mean, again, spring cleaning isn't Pesach cleaning. Declutter what you can. But getting ready in advance is really, really helpful and will make arriving at the Seder a lot more calming. Um, one of my Conquer Your Clutter students told me today, she's like, I can't believe it. Normally by now, the week after Purim, I'm totally stressing out about about Pesach, but I'm just not this time because I know that it's going to be so much faster for me to just do the cleaning because now my house is decluttered and I don't have to do any tidying in order to get my house clean. So I think by now all of you know the benefits of decluttering and getting ready for for Pesach, how much easier it is when you have less stuff. It's not about spring cleaning. I always say Pesach cleaning is not spring cleaning, and I'm going to say that again in the interview, but Pesach cleaning is not spring cleaning. But decluttering is a way to help make Pesach cleaning easier. So without further ado, here's my interview with Lily Aronin. Hey, everybody. Good morning. 
I think I am the most excited about this interview than I have been about a long, long time about anything because this is as much for me as it is for all of you. I am here with a incredible, very special guest and a longtime friend at this point, Rebecca Saltzman. We are very excited. We're going to be doing a project together in Tel Aviv before Passover, and that inspired me to call her up and be like, Okay, I know I need you now, and I'm sure everybody who follows me needs you as well. So I want to introduce you guys to Balagan Bigong. If you haven't heard of her, you should have. Uh, Rebecca Saltzman. Rebecca, thank you so much for making time. I know it's a very hectic time of year. Uh, well, not if you're organized. Not if you're organized. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your expertise? And I know for someone like me who's made Aliyah, knowing that you've been through that and you've been through all the stuff we have and you have the solutions that we need is really helpful. So why don't you just give us a few minutes of your story so in case someone lives under a rock and doesn't know who you are, they can get to know you. Okay. So I'm Rebecca Saltzman. I made Aliyah in 2014 with my family. And there weren't really, I mean, Nefesh Benefesh has a ton of great resources. There weren't really any like how to plan, how to pack guides. So now I speak for Nefesh Benefesh about that. But I also made a guide on my website for how to get ready for Aliyah. So if you're planning on making Aliyah. Um, but I actually have on my website a Pesach, uh, actually it's a holiday planner for all the Chagim. So you could download that. And when we're talking a little bit more about how to plan for Pesach, I can go through exactly how it works. Um, but basically I just decided that there was just not enough resources for people to like DIY it. Uh, this year I started a Pesach challenge. I have like DIY decluttering courses if you can't have me in your house in real life. Uh, but I have three kids. When they were born, they were all under two. And when my youngest were born, my oldest was also under two. So like I lived in a really small space and I'm like, my life is not working. And I just had to turn it all upside down and figure out where exactly I was going wrong. And what I realized was that it wasn't necessarily that I was disorganized. It was more that I just had too much stuff. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I have been so inspired by you because I get, I'm on her email list, guys. I take this seriously. And if you've been following me on Instagram, you see I started a month ago just getting rid of stuff and doing the minimalist challenge, which was inspired by Rebecca. And um, so now, even though I don't have a plan set yet, I'm actually not as scared about it because I've been getting rid of stuff for like the last month. So it's true. Pesach cleaning is not spring cleaning. And there's definitely a difference between the two. But Pesach cleaning becomes so much easier when you have less stuff in your house. So if you take the time to declutter beforehand and then clean, it's going to be a lot less stressful. And then you can get to the setter feeling like, you know, you are not yourself a slave. Because <laughs> you're only supposed to feel like you were the one redeemed. You don't want to feel like the actual slave, right? So... To me, that's the most important. But I, I just figured out that like living with less and, and using less in general is what makes me be more organized. Because I think that I'm probably not the most organized person ever. Um, and, but what I love about my life is that my life is flexible. So like because I have less stuff, because I'm taking care of less stuff in my, in my house, uh, I have more time to spend on the people that I love. So if it's like, you want to go to the beach today? Sure, let's try to work that in, you know? And that's like an awesome feeling. Um, and I think like that is what having less really affords you is flexibility. 
I agree, uh, especially because I know people who are following me. We, we don't like to be like, okay, well, we're going to throw all our healthy lifestyle, healthy habits out the window between now and Pesach. We're like, oh, no, we're going to make sure we have food in our house. We're going to make sure we're still getting our 30-minute workout in. We're going to make sure that we're organized. And in right. order to make that feel a lot less effortless, you can't be stressed out about, for me, it was laundry. And when I just went through my kids' closets and I'm like, they don't even wear half these clothes. They end up falling on the floor, getting back in the laundry, and I'm washing clothes they don't even wear. Getting rid of stuff in general gives you more time to then focus on the stuff that really leverages your life up in a whole nother way, which is your health, your fitness, your energy, and your time with the people you love that isn't crazy time. I mean, look, laundry isn't going to go away. Right. Especially if you got a bunch of kids, like it's always going to be there, but it's how you manage it. And by the way, it's a lot easier to get your kids involved when they see that it's actually their stuff that they're using. Um, but like, it doesn't have to all be on you. You could delegate. That's like a huge thing. Once your kids are big enough and by big enough, they could be like three or four. They can help sort out their clothes. They know how to do stuff. I think, uh, we don't, we don't, we are very focused on perfectionism and I always say perfect is the enemy of done. Like it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be finished. It needs to be finished so you can move on to the next task. And that's like premium and key so, to make sure. Uh, you know that I'm very open that I have um, ADD people in my house, um, spouses, children, and I know you're not um, unaware of these situations yourself. So um, for me, I think, and for a lot of moms of kids with ADD, Sometimes we get to that place where we're like, okay, I have Pesach cleaning. Maybe I've even had a list. I'm going to your website tonight after that. I'm going to print out the calendar. I'm going to make it. I want to get my kids involved, but God, it's not, it's not even perfect. I just want it done. And when you deal with people with ADD, getting them to get it done and not just started can be a huge challenge. And it feels like it's easier to just do it all ourselves. So help us walk us through how we can manage to include everybody to take some of the burden off ourselves, but not where we feel like that's just more work. Okay. So the best thing you could do for yourself is work backwards. So that means that like, if, if you need to get certain things done by a certain date, like the, for in, in the case of Pesach, the setter is like the end date. So work backwards. What needs to happen the day of what needs so to happen? I, the day I, mean, I make it when my kids go on vacation. <laughs> when they go on vacation, I want to be on vacation. Okay, so then you know what you could do in that situation in Israel? Passover, that's my end date. Be done. So, so that's seven days before this year because they get off the Thursday before, pe- like a whole Thursday before Passover. So it's crazy. So what you can do, what, I, what people forget, and it's especially easy if you live in Israel, is to turn over your kitchen and start cooking all Pesach thick, but you can cook kitniot. And yeah, you that's can what I say. it doesn't make your, it doesn't make your dishes not kosher or Pesach. It's just not something you eat on Pesach. So basically the only thing that you're really getting rid of is gluten or wheat. And a lot of people, you know, avoid that anyway. So it's like, you could have kosher or Pesach rice noodles. You could have rice even if, as long as it's kosher or Pesach. So like if you can find things with, you know, KP, Hefshar on them, you can make them for Pesach, even if it's not something you actually eat on Pesach. And then you can go ahead and get your house cleaned early in that situation. And it 
makes your life a lot easier because then you're not screaming at your kids, don't eat that over there. And like you could still go out with them and eat chametz out, but you don't need to do it in the house. Exactly. And I think that that makes life a lot easier. But whatever your end date is, you should work backwards. So when do you want to start cooking? When do you want to get the oven cleaned by? When do you want to, you know, have the rest of the house cleaned by? Of course, at the last minute, you're probably going to want to run the vacuum around the whole house just to pick up anything that, right. you know, is left over. But when you work from the end date backwards, it's a lot easier to see where you need to go and plan out the journey rather than just looking you know, at how far away the end point is, the destination is. Absolutely. So now let's say I have those ADD people in my house. I feel like I'm running an uphill battle. How do I engage them to keep things to help um, in a way that like things actually get all the way to completion? So I think dividing and conquering is your best bet. Figure out what the strengths of the people are in your house. So if like one kid is really good at sweeping, like, and they love it, then let them. And even if it's not perfect, you can run it, the vacuum afterwards. It's not the end of the world. The point is, is to keep them engaged. So even if they're not doing it perfectly, as long as it's good enough, that's okay. Like my kids fold the laundry and it's not really up to my standards, but it's like the only way they're going to learn how to do it is if they practice. So like just you got to allow them to practice. So find out what they're good at, figure out what they're good at, what you can take the burden off and figure out what you're best at and what you don't want to delegate. And then you can go from there. But by just taking 10 minutes to sort of plan all the tasks that need to get done and then slotting them out throughout the calendar, you can figure out who can do what and when they should do it. That's great. And then the motivation is, especially the earlier you're done, the earlier everybody's on vacation, whether you're crazy like me. But again, like I said, I have ADD kids. So once they're home in the house, it, it, it's like we can spend maybe an hour making order, but then I got to get them out. If I want to keep my house clean, they, we need to go out. We need to go have a good time somewhere. And then we buy lunch out. And then right. we can have chicken and vegetables and potatoes and normal food for dinner it right. just happens to be cooked in aluminum pans because exactly. i don't actually like you know i'll just do a lot of stuff in my oven and things like that so i don't even have to worry about um taking out my piece of fish too early a little worse for the environment don't shoot me but yeah. it's a week <laughs> everybody has to do what they need to what they need to do for themselves to make this time like the most comfortable because it is a really stressful time and especially in israel when Pesach is actually like 18 days long I, I, like, uh, it's funny because I always see people complaining about how long Purim is. And I'm like, Purim is great. Why are you complaining about how long Pesach is? Like, <laughs> but, but like, the, the fact of the matter is, is that if there's something that will make your life better or easier at this point, it's worthwhile to do it because, you know, it takes the stress off. But I think that we also need to remember, dirty house doesn't mean house full of chametz. Absolutely. And we can and we can give ourselves a break if the house isn't as clean as we like it to be as long as it's clean enough for Pesach. And I think that I think we have to constantly remind ourselves like what's okay for the holiday and what's okay for like and what and give ourselves a break if it doesn't quite meet our standards of cleanliness. Because when the kids are home from school, it is definitely harder to keep the house clean, especially if you have five, six, seven kids. Like it's harder. And I have three kids and it's hard. And like so I feel like cutting yourself some slack is the most important thing you can do here. And remembering that, you know, you just want to make progress and not be perfect. Absolutely. And I think going back to what you said at the beginning, using the time at the beginning to just get rid of stuff, 
means that there's less to manage and less to be picking up. And it's exactly. a great opportunity to, to get the kids to go through the stuff that they have and cherish the stuff that they have a little more and, and pass on to someone else to love and cherish the stuff that they're not enjoying or playing with, um, exactly. et cetera. So, okay, for people who are, let's say, in the States, because we have a lot of people following me around the States uh, or Canada or the UK, everybody country has their own, like, kind of differences, but we all end up with the same holiday. We all end up with the same Seder. So the tips so far are pick your time you need to be done by and work backwards. Right. Look for people's strengths. Don't worry about making the work equitable, like everybody has to do the same amount. Really let everybody play to their strengths. Get rid of as much stuff as you can so there's less to maintain. Right. Um, and go download the planner. What's your website? Balaganbegone.com. Balaganbegone.com. And I know that word is actually very triggering for me, Balagan. I don't know if anybody uh -huh. else feels like that, but whenever my kids are going crazy, I'm like, just stop the Balagan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anytime we say Balagan be gone, we know that that brings us into a state of being more calm. And okay. I think I, I kind of feel like we should say Balagan be gone and like tap your heels three times or something like that. Right. With a magic wand and like <laughs> sparkles. Magic wand again. Figure out it's all better. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, one more thing. Let's talk about leveraging help. I know there are two things I always pay someone else to do every year, and that is the fridge. I and do the, the fridge early and yeah. the ovens. Yeah, and which it. <laughs> I just take them and the plata, the okay. our thing for Shabbos, and yeah. I just take those. I clean them first, but I don't clean them for Pesach. And okay. then I let somebody else go in with the toothpick or whatever they feel that needs to be done. And I take that off my list. Do you feel like that's like good? Anything that triggers immense stress in you, that should be the thing. Whether yes, it's 100%. You pay whatever someone you else outsource, to do completely. Whatever you can outsource, whatever you have the finances to outsource, you should outsource. Because if it takes a little bit of stress off you, that's so much better. Like I personally enjoy the cooking more. Mm -hmm. uh, then the cleaning. Some people really love to clean. I don't love to clean. Uh, I either let my husband do it or I hire somebody. He's like cool with the cleaning. He's done with that. I don't like it and I would rather spend my time cooking. So I also feel like cooking is a more like family oriented task. Like, I don't know, everybody grabs a knife and just jumps in and we do it all together. But um, whatever you can outsource always, I say outsource any time of the year, not just for Pesach, because you have to, I always tell my clients, you have to figure out how much you earn per hour versus how much it would cost you to have someone who does it professionally do it for you. Like it's probably faster and in the long run cheaper to outsource it than, than to do it yourself. Because if you can be spending time doing other things that you either are better at or enjoy more, then it's a better use of your time to be doing those things rather than like the How whole do time we hit angry. people who are like, feel guilty, have that mom guilt that we, we hope we've eradicated from our daughters, but somehow is still stuck in our generation that um, Pesach cleaning is mom's job or mom's responsibility in some way or um, no one's going to do it just how I like it. What are, what are the things that your clients are really saying to themselves that are holding them back? Um, 
Okay, so regarding the no one's going to do it as well, good as I like it. I mean, that's the whole perfectionist thing. Like you've got to move forward from that and let let that go. But uh, and remember, perfect is the enemy of done. That's what I just keep reminding myself. Perfect is the enemy of done. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be finished and it doesn't have to be exactly right. But what what I think the best thing to us to model behavior to our kids is just to get our spouses involved. Like if you don't want your kids to think that it's all your responsibility, then show them it's okay to outsource. It's okay to delegate to other people in the house and get them involved too. And then they'll understand that this is a community effort where everybody is chipping in to make the house ready for Pesach so that we all can enjoy it. And the faster we do it together, the more time we'll have together. Fantastic. So it's never too late. Doesn't matter if they haven't started getting rid of stuff yet. It doesn't matter. We have so we still have four weeks. It's, it's a, a good amount of time. time. It's a lot of time. It's well, of time. we're all about the planning here because <laughs> we're all about the planning because that a plan reduces stress and anxiety and allows 100%. for flexibility. So why choose to be stressed when instead you can move through it like knowing that you're just going through the plan and you're getting things done and that you already chose your end date. And like I said, I like to give myself plenty of time, but if you want to give yourself at least 48 hours before when you really know it needs to be done, exactly. to be done. I would say like you could plan it like sort of stress-free over three days because it's like you can hit the stove and the fridge in one day and then do the countertops and like the actual turning over on a second day and then do the cooking on the third day. Depends how many people you have. Um, and the shopping, if you shop early and have perishable items, even if your fridge isn't clean, you could just store everything in bags and then it sort of, it just, it alleviates the problem of, I need to clean the fridge right now. I can't go shopping until I do. If everything is in bags, perishable, non-perishable items, perishable items, obviously in the fridge, um, it's okay. Like it's separated and you know that it's separated and you know that it's Pesach and like you can clean around it. And I think that like, we sometimes like we're very strict on ourselves that like everything has to be right because it's like so serious to have if you have like chametz in your house and it's like oh you know and nobody wants that but like i think we can also remember like we can ease up on ourselves we don't have to be so hard on ourselves because we have time and we can we can plan it and uh i always like to plan like taking a nap Arab. Pesach. Yeah, and I always recommend <laughs> having a big meal actually before you yeah, like, yeah, like have no. a good lunch. We have, we have a family lunch. Exactly. We have a family lunch and yeah. then we take a nap and, and then we're like ready to, we're feeling refreshed. And like, I think that that's an important step to plan in too. Did like, you know that I learned yeah. two years ago from a rabbinical source that you can have vegetables, a big veggie platter at your table after Karpas? Really? Eating raw vegetables. Interesting. For the rest of the Seder until dinner. Very interesting. That's going to be on my table. And that we doing two years ago, and that has saved us in terms of patience and the kids. Right, right. Because, because everybody's hungry. Everybody's hungry, even yeah. though we've eaten hours before. But now if there's, yeah. you know, we just do, and I do simple, cucumbers, baby carrots, peppers, snow peas, and okay. they can go to town on that while – you know, and drink water because once right. you've done the blessing on Carpus, you've already made the Adama. You can keep going until um, check with your local Orthodox yeah. rabbi. But check we uh, sure. we heard that from two other families, so we were shocked, and so we went and checked it out, and it's true. 
So, wow. and it has really made the whole process so much more fun. So be open-minded. Yeah. Um, and, and I always feel like anything I do in the first two weeks after perm is exciting and fun. And anything I have to do in the last week is it's stressful. Like yeah. And I feel like it's stress-filled. So I always say start early because right. that all feels like extra credit. You just get so much like, oh, like these wings. I feel like you're winning versus right. doing it at the last minute. It's the same. Right, you have right. to do it anyway. So I always also tell people, I'm like, brush up on the halachot now so that you're not like panicked on how to do something and like trying to make frantic calls to your rabbi later on. Like, is this okay? Is this not okay? Like if you know what to do right now, it's going to be a lot less stressful for you going forward in the future. Um, so, so take the time. I think it's like 25 days till Pesach right now. Yeah. Like take the time you can, you can, you have the time right now. So take a day, take two days, take time to plan right now and figure out exactly what's going to happen and what's okay, what meets your standards. Because I feel like that's part of the planning stage that a lot of people forget and wait till the last minute to Absolutely. do. The other thing that's super important is like have a Seder checklist. I mean, this is in my workbook, but have a Seder checklist. I find that so many people at the last minute are like, oh my gosh, what goes on the Seder plate? And like, okay, intrinsically we know, <laughs> but in the moment of like pressure, we're like, oh no, what do I do? Do I have a shank bone? Do I have celery? Do I have, some people use potatoes. Like, do I have salt water? Like just making sure you have all the supplies you need like several times, <laughs> like it will help you feel more calm and relaxed going forward. And the other thing that I always suggest, and this is, you know, your area of expertise, and it's particularly important in Israel is, I always say to people, meal plan what you're going to eat, like even on a vague level during the week, because if you hit the Israeli supermarkets during Pesach, it's like the apocalypse. Like there's no meat, there's no chicken, there's very little fish. So you got to plan that stuff in advance so that you guys, so if you eat animal proteins, that you have enough animal protein. And even some of the like fresh stuff is, is sometimes in hard supply. So like if you plan out what you're going to have, for the whole hog, all, you know, seven or eight days, actually in Israel, this, this year it's eight days too, but like, you got to plan out at the beginning, like now what you're going to have for all those meals. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, some days it could just be like vague, like, you know, one of the staples we always ate on Pesach was cottage cheese mixed with radishes and scallions and cucumbers and tomatoes. Like that to me means Pesach. And it could be that, but like just plan like vague ideas for meals so that you're not like, oh no, I'm going to the store and there's nothing there. Absolutely. Um, and then you're really like up a creek. And that's a great thing to do now when you're cleaning out your freezer yep. is to use up all the leftovers, anything you've frozen, and then really starting in about a week, every, every protein is going to be on sale. And it's all already going to be coached for Passover. So exactly. that's when you want to start stocking up. So like you're, you're good. And remember, there's always that like right after Passover, it's like a new week. We finish right. after Shabbos. So right. you want to always feel like, okay, it's going to be fine. And fresh fruits and vegetables are good. But I always recommend stocking up on frozen for that same reason. Because you can go and there's not, there might not be something that you need exactly. there. So fill up with frozen, frozen options. Um, and so, so that you're good. And then whatever else happens, you can be flexible, um, and, and go with the flow. 
And yeah, so what else? Because going to go hungry. Right, no one's going to go hungry. <laughs> but, but it's best if you plan so you can have what you want. Well, I'll give one last tip on the hungry because people always complain that they're hungry over Pesach. And I will tell you, you're actually dehydrated. Did you know that you need an extra eight ounces of water for every half a slice of matzah? Really? Different Remember, than bread. Half a slice of matzah, think about it, is one slice of bread. Okay. Now think about so it. Half a slice of matzah like a whole like piece of matzah. And a, bed a piece of bread, like a half of a machine yeah. square is one right. slice of bread. So that's dehydrating. Like two slice, two whole boards at a time. Right. So what every time you have to like think about that your body is missing that water that's in regular food. Guess how much one slice of bread is in terms of matzo meal? A tablespoon. Wow. That's a lot. A tablespoon of matzo meal is one slice bread. So again, if you're eating a lot of matzo rolls and these kind of things, you are dehydrating your body. That's why you get constipated. That's also why you feel hungry because your body's all contracted. You have to drink, drink, drink water. And then for you're like, I'm eating what I eat every year, but all of a sudden I'm full and satisfied and I'm right. not constantly looking to nosh because I'm just not feeling full. And right. that's especially right. true if you eat a lot of matzah cookies, matzah cakes, matzah whatever, you might be wondering why you're constantly hungry afterwards and it's because you're actually thirsty and you're misreading the signals. Ooh, interesting. I'll remember yes. to fill up our water bottles. <laughs> That's right. Like really an extra liter or two a day is what it comes out to if you're wow. a big matzo eater. If wow. you're not a big matzo eater, so you know, stick to generally based on body weight. But if you're eating matzo, and I'm telling you, it will change your entire experience of Pesach in terms of the constant indigestion and digestive trouble that people complain right. about throughout the holiday. Um, it's so funny because I always find like Pesach food is actually like, like the, when you're making real like food, I, I find that it's kind of easy. I feel like I have less supplies for Pesach. So I have, it forces me to be more simple and yes. like the simple food is so tasty. Like Absolutely. it's nice to have like a sauteed chicken breast and a salad for dinner and it's very filling and filling and like, I, I don't know. I'm like, I, I, it's not, so, I don't know. People are like, it has to be super fancy. It, it doesn't. No. It no, it doesn't. Simple is great. Yep. You know, uh, it, it's really great. And again, I, I, I very much simplify my spices. Like I do, I don't buy as many vinegars. Like I'm a, I'm a big foodie. So I have a lot of stuff in my pantry right. to make food taste good easy. But yeah. over Pesach, I take it to a whole nother level. We have like salt, pepper, oregano, basil, lemon juice, like lemon, <laughs> balsamic vinegar. Yeah. We have paprika also. And that's and it. Paprika, right. Of course. Yeah. paprika, And like, that's yeah. it. And yeah. you can make a lot of really yummy food and just cinnamon that. with just yeah. that. Oh, yeah, we have cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon. yeah so cinnamon. like, um, to make it simple, make it easy on yourself and just stay calm. Uh, keep at, you know, uh, I was listening to End My Life. I don't know if you've ever heard his podcast. And he said, you have to choose the emotions that you want in your life. Like, I agree it's that. the only thing you get to choose. You get right. to choose how you feel and how you think. Everything else is basically outside your control. <laughs> and that's really it so if you want to feel calm over this period of time you have to look at your day and be like if my goal is to be calm what do I need to do to make that happen like allow the way you treat your work the way you treat your kids the way you treat your planning to be right. like is this going to bring me calm right and just to say to that if that's your goal don't over schedule yourself 
limit yourself to what can be done because you know, you know, things always happen and you don't know what's going to happen during the day. So if you've overscheduled yourself, you'll end up feeling behind. So just pace yourself. I always say, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like mm -hmm. we don't need to run real fast and then hit the wall. We, we need to make sure we get to the finish line. So just pace yourself a little bit each day will get you to where you need to go. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time during this busy time of year. And again, people can find you at balaganbegone.com. I know I'm going to go download the Passover guide and people are going to remember to drink lots of water. And I hope that uh, they get a lot of value after this. And we're going to share this all over social media and tag. So look us up and get more tips for an amazing Passover. Thank you so much for being here. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with me and Lily. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I, over the next few weeks, we'll continue to talk about Pesach and getting ready for Pesach. So I hope you'll uh, join us and listen and tell your friends and uh, subscribe and like it if you subscribe if you do like it and you want to subscribe. I'm wishing you all a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.